You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, December 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve, an underrated holiday, Christmas Eve Eve, that is. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. You might be familiar with me. Your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes, at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, or at LO underscore Padres if you want exclusive Padres content. And if you want the old, some memes, some comic booky things maybe, some video game things maybe, then you can follow me at Havapineo. And also, for the YouTube listeners, Lockdown Padres on YouTube. We're closing on 600 subscribers, so go check that out. And on YouTube, you can see my little buddy, my little bobblehead buddy, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., courtesy of the folks over at FOCO, the Show Stompers sort of a little product line. They sent me this little guy. So if you guys want him, go check out the YouTube and then go check out the link in the podcast description. Cheap, and he's cool. I love the little the sneakers too. Sneakers are nice. Ooh, I love Bob. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, on today's episode, we're doing something a little bit different. We're not talking about like current free agents. We're not talking about, because to be quite honest with you, not too much rumor stuff has happened. We had the cute, we don't even have one of those cutesy little oh, what if they trade Tatis type rumors, you know what I mean? We haven't even had the slow Newsday rumor. Uh, so instead, I figured we'd talk about something that happened with another team, and that's Will Myers, who s- signed yesterday a deal with the Cincinnati Reds. One year's one year, $7.5 million with a mutual option for 2024, and it officially ends his career. Uh, it was a lot, a lot of people expected it to go this way, but it officially ends his tenure with the San Diego Padres. That started back in 2015, and I wanted to talk about it. And I wanted to talk about Myers from, one, his actual production on the field, and also just as a player, and I think why he became this almost cult favorite type of Padres player. Um, But let's just start with the on-field performance and whatnot. On-field performance, Will Myers left a lot to be desired. I mean, there's really no other way around it. If you want to look at F4... First year with the Padres, it was one. Second year was 3.4, which was which was pretty exciting. That was his 30-30 season, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was it was close, though. It was 28 homers, 28 stolen bases. I had him in fantasy that year, and it was awesome, I will say, by the way. Fantasy baseball legend. And then the year after that, 30 home runs and 20 stolen bases. So it was fun from that perspective. But overall, the strikeouts and everything kind of kept him lower than what people would have wanted. Always a freak athlete. Always had lots of speed. The bat, the long bat that he has, the swing was really crisp when it worked and it connected. But overall, he just really wasn't that effective of a player. Um, but there's a lot of things about him that I think might have contributed to that. For one thing, a lot of his time with the Padres, he did end up spending in the outfield, in right field, um, especially after they signed um, Eric Hosmer. And I think that one of the things that is going to be forgotten about Will Myers, and I'm curious to see if the Reds maybe put him more at first base. Will Myers was actually not that bad of a defensive first baseman, which is what makes the Eric Hosmer signing ever more frustrating, right? He was definitely better in the couple years that he played um, <clears throat> played there uh, for the Padres before Hosmer came along. Um, but So it's, it's just really unfortunate. I'm trying to look up what exactly was his contract when the Padres gave it to him. I'm not entirely sure what it was. 
You made 70, how do I see? Spot track, how are you, how are you gonna help me out here? I just wanna see what's going on, okay? You know what I mean? What is it? Okay, six year, $83 million contract. Myers absolutely did not live up to that. And considering that there was a player option or a team option, I should say, heading into this year, we all knew that this was coming and we knew that he probably wasn't gonna come back to the Padres. But like I said, there were some things about his game, the speed. He did have some pretty good raw power, even though it didn't always connect. And there was always just good vibe with him, you know? And I think that that's what we're going to talk a little bit more about on this episode is just a good vibes king. And I think that there's a lot of reasons, and he's a good reminder that having a favorite player and being a beloved player, at least for me, has never been about like just, okay, who's the best? All right, I, I'm a Bucks fan. Giannis is my favorite player. I am a, uh, a, um, a, a Chiefs fan. My favorite player is Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's never been about, for me at least, it's always been about some of those extra extenuating factors, right? I know, he wasn't that great of a player. Uh, was he doomed after they moved him out of the first base spot? Possibly. I forgot to finish talking about that. Sorry, I wanted a little bit of a tangent. If you go by defensive run saved, he actually wasn't all that poor. Um, for the Padres when he played first base. In fact, every year he was kind of in the positive, including 2016, when he had eight. And then outs above average, he had eight that year as well. Didn't do so great the next year, minus six. But overall, he was at least like in the green or at least in the neutral for most of the time. Um, there, while with the with Eric Hosmer, it was almost always a negative, and considering that he was brought in to allegedly be this gold glove first baseman, he absolutely was not. So that's one thing. And in the outfield, I will say... Myers wasn't great. He certainly wasn't great. But this year, I think it's possible that his stats are a little bit inflated, so I wouldn't recommend everyone look at that. He did miss a good amount of this year um, with injury, um, if I'm not mistaken. How many games did he even play this year? I don't even remember. Because he was out for a while. It feels like he was out for a while, especially because of the Soto thing. You look at his outs above average. He's in the 86th percentile. I wouldn't necessarily be looking at that. He's not the best defensive player, uh, and that's putting it lightly. But his ranks over the course of... His time with the Padres, not that bad. You know what I mean? Uh, 88th, 78th, 68th, 73rd. That's not nearly as bad as someone like Nick Castellanos, who is in the post-200 category when it comes to players in outs above average and defensive runs saved. So I think the Reds may have something to be at least optimistic about um, from that point of view, right? So they should look forward to that part. I do not think he is nearly that bad of a defensive player. And when it came to moments as a Padre, I mean, he had a lot of fun moments that weren't always on the field. Don't get me wrong. The walk-off against the Dodgers is all-timer. For me, the walk-off against the Mariners in 2020 was all-timer. And the, uh, I think it was the third, people, if you want to leave a comment, let me know um, if I'm wrong on this. I think it was the third home run in what ended up being the, the Slam Diego record when they broke the record for Grand Slams. Uh, in a row. I believe he was the third game that they did that. And it came the game after um, Tatis was getting all this, you know, ridicule for his 3-0 swing, right? So that's the things that I'm going to remember Will Myers for, at least, you know, when it came to his on-field play. When it came to his, like, off-field stuff, I think that that's where really the love sort of kicks in. And I'm going to be talking about Eric Hosmer a little bit too. So just a little bit trigger warning for all my Padres uh, fans who wasn't, were not a fan of him. But I think he actually really does have a lot to do with what was really important about why he became really beloved. But before we talk about that, ladies and gentlemen, before we talk about that, got to talk serious for a second. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. That's right. 
of marijuana. It's against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. I didn't mean to rhyme there, but you know, you know what I'm saying. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell, well, you're wrong. They they can tell. Your friends can also tell. Coworkers, your parents, the 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 fly on the wall in your room right now, whatever. You know what I mean? Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? They will know, you know, based on your response time and how fast you're driving and perceived time and speed and whatnot. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI, keep yourself safe. Do not get behind the wheel if you're impaired. Um, that's really important. And you don't want to cause anyone harm. Don't want to do that whatsoever. This ad paid for by the NHTSA. <clears throat> now let me just take a swig of my root beer. Mm. And unlike the Tatis bobblehead, no, there's, they, Stewart's did not send me uh, some free root beer. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I love it. Uh, I just, I love it. Diet Stewart's root beer, baby. That's what we're, we're cooking with right now. I also have the, the canister of Dodger fan tears um, on the side, but I'm rocking the root beer right now. Let's continue talking about Myers. Let's get the titty talking about Will Myers. Um, I actually got like a response to a tweet yesterday um, from, let me just look it up really quickly, um, from IV underscore pods fan that said, no offense, Matt, but he was a Padre before you were a fan of the team, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to respond to this tweet uh, after I finish recording this podcast, but yeah, 100%. Um, for me, though, I do remember back when I was still following the Yankees, um, his hype as a rookie, right? And that's where I think Will Myers is a good example of just sometimes, unfortunately, prospects don't pan out, right? He was a top-rated prospect, like I said, super freak athlete, speed, whatever you want to bring up, the power, he had everything. And he wins Rookie of the Year for the Tampa Bay Rays, if I'm not mistaken, back in, what is that, 2014 or something like that? Um, which was great. And then they end up trading him to the Padres, right? And he gets moved around, and it's just kind of like... For me, I knew about him because he was a Tampa Bay Ray and one of my best friends, actually. Um, he was like a Will Myers, like, stan at the beginning. That's his thing. He loves being, like, the number one fan of any prospect that does well. Um, and I think he just really enjoyed having him on his fantasy team. And then also, like, the one L instead of two L's of the name. So he was like a Will Myers stan. But, yeah, he won Rookie of the Year in 2013. My mistake. Um and he also did make one all-star appearance in 2016 for the pods. Um, and I think that, yeah, that's true. But I do think that when I started following the Padres more and more, especially a little bit towards the end of college, so like 2018, 2019, I think that I started paying more attention to him when Eric Hosmer came along. And for me, the reason that is, is for a couple of different reasons. Um, one, just a master of having meme material. Um, and meme material that I posted myself yesterday in a tweet it's the thumbs up in the drive-through. It is the the weird photo that I love so much of him staring so intently into outer space, right? Like he solved the life equation. Like he solved, you know, global uh, commerce issues, right? Like he solved everything in his head right there. It's that combined with the fact that he was kind of, he's going to be remembered as one of the first Padres that represent the new era of San Diego Padres baseball. And what I mean by that isn't, he had the spark of Tatis. No. That he had the defensive, just smoothness of Manny Machado. That he was the 
ultimate prospect chosen one come true like your uh who's the prospect that came true i guess that also fits tatis but you get my point right like he didn't fit any of those things but he represents the padres in the sense that he was one of the first guys to ever really get a major contract for the team the biggest like in the franchise's history and i think that that's why he'll be remembered a lot is the first one Right, like he was always there, even when Tatis is hurt, and when Hosmer was driving everybody insane, and when Tyson Ross didn't follow through. Right, like he couldn't, you know, keep it going that All Star season he had, and they couldn't get anything out of Cat. Will Myers was kind of just always there, and I think that he just handled everything very well. He handled the media well, despite the fact that this guy was never, and I mean never, had like a a, a seemingly a day. Where his name wasn't brought up in trade rumors. When I first started doing this podcast at the beginning of 2020, I think. When I first started doing this podcast, one of my first early episodes was on rumors that the Padres were thinking of trading Will Myers. Um, I believe the trade was for, or at least the rumor was like a Tommy Pham swap or something like that. I, I wish I could find out and remember which player it was that the Padres were thinking of um, using Will Myers to acquire in a deal. Um, but he was in trade rumors all the time. And because he wasn't that effective. Um, and I think that maybe there were some teams out there still banking on his previous high as a prospect and the fact that he has so many interesting intangibles with his power and speed. But that, of course, never materialized. Every trade deadline, every free agent offseason, every single time. And it was so funny. I remember like a lot of people like using the I lived meme uh i don't know if i could say that b word on the podcast you guys know what i mean and then they would they would photoshop <laughs> the guy who's on the hospital bed with will myers that was him every trade deadline they would get rid of everyone get the entire farm system gone will myers is still there luke voigt didn't make it will myers is still there they trade ty france and they trade um um not not what's his name i'm blanking on his name from the 2020 team i'm gonna look it up right now um was his name he was named after like the place he was born ah dang it i'm really frustrated right now i gotta look this up um he always made it and i think that that's why fans eventually gravitate towards him and even though again let's be very clear he did underperform this was not a very good baseball player in a lot of different ways hold on hold on i'm just dying to figure out who this was abraham almonte no luis campisano no where the heck is he he played like a couple games for the team. He should be on here. It was 2020. I'm not crazy, right? Jorge Onya? No. Who was it? Oh, this is driving me insane. Abraham? No. Mateo? No. Whatever. Whatever. Bottom line is all those guys would get traded, but Will Myers would stand there. I think that um, the big part of this also is the dichotomy between Will Myers and Eric Hosmer. I've done an episode before on why Eric Hosmer became so maligned. And I think that Will Myers is a great example of why it's not just that Eric Hosmer was bad. Because Will Myers wasn't very good. Aside from his 2020 year, which, let me be clear, 2020 Will Myers is a superhero. Straight up. The clutch factor, the bat foot, like I said, the walk-off against Seattle, the wild card game against the Cardinals, in which he hit two home runs and Tatis hit two home runs, which had never been done before. We didn't have a pair of teammates in baseball that both went yard together in one game since like Babe Ruth and Luke Eric, something crazy like that, right? Like that's just wild to me. That's just absolutely wild. And I think that, you know, 2020 Will Myers should be remembered as like a top eight Padre ever. I, I do believe that. 
I do believe that. And while, yes, I am new to the team, I think that knowing him from my friend and in the in the small sample size that I've had, which more so applies to when I started following them more, when Hosmer came along, and especially when Manny came along, and when I, of course, did this podcast, you just could see it. All these trade rumors, he never snapped at people. Eric Hosmer, the first time they asked this guy about trade rumors, he snaps at... Um, Jeff Sanders of the San Diego Union Tribune, right? Like, just snaps at him. Was it a little bit of a weird question? Yeah, probably. But the fact that you immediately are getting annoyed by the first kind of question about your potential trade rumor, I think says a lot. I think it makes you really thin-skinned. And not to mention, again, it was more than Eric Hosmer not being good. It was more than being overpaid. It was the fact that he never seemed to care about being there. Ben and Woods, which everyone who's listening to this podcast right now is probably familiar with, like, the seemingly the, the, the people's show of San Diego for Padres and a whole bunch of things. And I know I've had um, Ben Higgins on the pod before, too, and he was he was a great guest. I loved him back in the beginning days of my podcast. Like, they talked about how that they'd invited him on the show multiple times. Everyone has been on that show. Heck, I might have been on that show. Well, I, I wasn't, but you get my point, right? Like, everyone was on that show. Preller was on the show. Manny was on the show. Tatis was on the show. Jake has been on the show multiple times. Cronenworth. And no Hosmer? It's just weird. That sets a really weird vibe. And then you have all the players that are allegedly defending him behind. He's such a great locker room guy, right? You have that. You have media pundits who just seemingly constantly are defending the guy, right? And then you have... Um, what is it? Um, what, what was the other thing that happened? The fact that he is just actively hurting a team that is trying to contend right now. I think that there's just so many different things. Well, Myers didn't have that, right? You have him saying hi to the locals. You have. Like, I have not seen once, and again, this could be a bubble thing, but I have not seen once someone post a picture, even when he, like, first signed, which granted... It could, again, could just be my bubble. It's not like I see people posting pictures of them running into Eric Hosmer. Myers, I see every five minutes. <laughs> I would see every five minutes. I see him in Preller photos on Padres Twitter more. And, you know, you have that the great moment when they beat the Dodgers, when they went to the local bar and he just bought shots for everybody, right? Like, he's just buying drinks for everybody. It felt like he had a little bit more of an attachment to San Diego. And I think that that's why. And that's what I'll remember him for, for sure. I'm not going to get, like, super emotional on this podcast. I'm not going to start crying because, to be quite honest with you, it's rare that an athlete retiring or leaving my favorite team or um, being traded, right, like, that they will get me super emotional, right? Chris Paul, one of my favorite athletes ever. When he retires, I don't even know how I'm going to feel about it. It's going to be tough for me because uh, I grew up just watching him and loving him. But for me, I don't get super emotional over that stuff. But I do understand uh, Padres fans who might be. Uh, because this guy does represent the beginning of it, and he represents kind of just a chill, chill vibe. You know what I'm saying? That's what I that's what I like about Will Myers so much, and I think that's what a lot of people liked about him. And again, man, the moments. Like I said, 2020 Will Myers is iconic. I will never forget that. A slugging beast, one of the most clutch players of the league that year, and the year that gave us Slam Diego, right? And I'm always going to remember the pic- the high Will Myers picture. He's like, mm-hmm. I can't even do a good impersonation of it. That was terrible. Um, you know, his, his the high Will Myers picture on MLB Network is so funny, and it's still a meme used today. And for me, my favorite thing ever is the the Twitch live stream in which Andy Green, when he was managing the Padres, uh, Myers is on Twitch talking with, I forget who, I don't remember it off the top of my head, 
um, prospect at the time. And then Myers like, yeah, he's got us out here like running sprints and suicides. Like, bro, it's August. Like, basically, you could just talking crap about Andy Green. And then my guy is just like, yo, we're live, man. And he's like, oh, uh oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that must have been really bad. It's just funny moments like that is what I'll remember Myers for. And I hope he kills it with the Reds. I, I really do. That team isn't going anywhere. So this isn't going to be one of those things where you, you, you don't want him to do well because you're going to say, oh, wh- why do you do that for us? Who cares, man? Bottom line is he doesn't really have a spot on this team. With Jake Cronenworth likely moving to first base with um, the potential of A.J. Prowler simply trading for another superstar, with Xander getting brought into the fold, with Tatis coming back, all that combines to there not really being a lot of space for Will Myers, which is crazy because once upon a time, the Myers, the Padres would absolutely keep resigning Will Myers. Um, he had some discouraging things, right? His hard hit rate wasn't great. His expected batting average wasn't great. And it made sense that they said, we're not going to do this, especially for the price that was originally stated in his contract, which no one expected them to pick up. And then um, they just decided we're probably just going to have Cronenworth play first or whoever. Um, so from a baseball perspective, it, make, it makes perfect sense. It, it totally does. Um, I will say, mm, I will say that um, doing well with the Reds is t- certainly capable for him. He could be better defensively, potentially, especially if they put him at first base, I think. I don't think he's going to be that bad in the outfield. And Cincinnati Reds, great hitters park. Who knows? Maybe we see Will Myers go to a contender that we don't have to worry about. You know what I mean? He has a great year. That's the best case scenario, right? He has a great year for the Reds and then signs a deal with, like, the Cleveland Guardians, right? Like, a a team that, like, is somewhat competitive. He can play for them, and he can go far in the playoffs and whatnot. Hopefully lose in, like, the, you know, like, the the ALCS or something before we have to face him in the World Series. That'd be nice. Um, But that's that's how I'm going to be approaching Will Myers, I guess, for the rest of his his kind of career. Um, but yeah, man, I just, so many fun moments. I, that's what I'm going to remember him for. And I'm curious if you guys want to respond in the comments for this or, you know, DM me on Twitter and whatnot. That's how I felt about him. And I think that, um, yes, uh, another part of this is, and you might be thinking right now, man, you were giving so much crap to Hosmer and not enough to Myers. They traded Trey Turner for him and Trey Turner just got paid $300 million by the Phillies because he's so good. Right. I know. I know, I know, but there's something about the lack of complaining. And, and I'm not saying that athletes shouldn't complain. They, It's their prerogative. You know how many people tweet at them like every five seconds being little jerks and whatnot? I could totally understand if Will Myers just would snap at anyone who asked him a question eventually about the trade rumors, but he never did. And I think that there's something to that. I think that that was really cool. Um, I know I heard some people compare him. I forgot who this was that I heard. Compare him to Khalil Green. Um, a little bit, which uh, a little bit in terms of personality, like being a, a lot more low key. And I'm not trying to, you know, I, I understand that Khalil Green has some has had some mental um, health health issues that he has um, that he had to try and address. But with and I, I don't want to say that Myers has those as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying in terms of personality, what these people were saying was, yeah, I sense it. I smell it just a little bit, a little bit of Khalil Green in him and Khalil Green. My one friend was telling me back when he was growing up, mid-2000s Padres fan, was also a little bit of a fan favorite, even though he wasn't all that incredible. Good glove, never got there with the bat, though, and he just kind of floated away, and that was kind of the end of him, but nobody hated him, right? And I think that's really incredible, and it shows you it's not just about who hit the 40 home runs. For me, if I was a Yankees fan, Aaron Judge is not my favorite player on that team. I think that the Yankees have... Not really that many super likable players, fine players, 
No one that offends you. You know what I mean? No one that's annoying. But no one that's that fun. Aaron Judge is just good. You know what I mean? And I think there is a difference. And I think that for me, I mean, you guys know me. I, I love Profar. I loved I loved Miguel Diaz simply because he had the same name as a character I love from Cobra Kai. You know what I mean? I have very weird reasons for liking players. Brett Gardner is one of my favorite players ever. I did a whole episode on that. I have weird reasons for liking players. And Will Myers absolutely fits the weirdness. With the fact that he was the beginning of it all. With the fact that he had all these memes. He has the Andy Green thing on Twitch while playing Fortnite. He has the high Will Myers picture. He's buying stuff for everybody at the at the bar after they beat the Dodgers. What is more understanding of San Diego and the Padres fan base than treating fans and hanging out with fans, even if for a second, than Will Myers doing that after beating the Dodgers in the playoffs, especially the Dodgers. Like, he knew. He has to know, you know? Uh, he has to know that there's this genuine rivalry and a genuine hatred of the Dodgers that I think a lot of Padres fans have and will always have, right? So that's my thing. Wasn't a mistake. Uh, the Padres absolutely, I don't think they did the wrong thing letting him go. Um, I imagine that they talked about it at one point. He had been there for a while, but probably time for him to move on. And that's that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes, you know? Mm-mm-mm. I'm going to miss him, though. I really am. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss seeing Myers. I feel like he was a really good teammate, and I love. I how could I forget the video this year of after the Padres won their 69th game, uh, him as much as possible in the interview saying, you know, and uh, we had to get going. Um, you know, it was it was really nice how he did all that. You know, that's nice. Uh, you know, you have to get on a good. It's nice. Like he's saying nice as many times as possible in the 69th win. It's stuff like that that made Will Myers so likable. While Eric Hosmer, I'm like the meme of the guy outside the funeral thing, right? Like I just never had an inclination that he, not that he didn't care. I, I want to be careful not to say that, but caring about the Padres and caring at all about maybe at least just trying to be someone that the fans can really like. You didn't care about that. I'm not saying you have to, but I wish that there was at least an attempt. And Will Myers was, I think, a guy who epitomized the attempt. He tried. He was out there. Make, made a lot of mistakes, but had some fun moments, and it was really hard to root against him. Even when he stunk, I would always be like, oh, man, what are you swinging at, man? Like, it would be fun. There was something fun about having him on this team that I can't quite capture, that I can't quite... Uh, put into words. I, I don't necessarily always have the best choice of words for things, as many longtime listeners of the podcast may know. But nevertheless, I enjoyed Will Myers' stint as a San Diego Padre. And especially because it's not like he was the only guy that they ended up signing. Uh, it goes down a lot worse if they also didn't have all this great talent that eventually surrounded him. And I'm rooting for him here on out. That's basically all my thoughts, you know? It's basically all my thoughts. There's not much else to say. I'm curious to see who the Padres end up signing to kind of close out free agency. I think they have a, a couple moves left. doesn't look like Brian Reynolds is going to be in the cards, um, which I didn't really expect to begin with, but sounds like the Yankees are going to be one of those teams that really pushes for it. Maybe the Marlins, if they ever get off their butts with their 80 bajillion prospects that they have, maybe they'll do it. Otherwise, I'm expecting some low-quality kind of addition. Um, I would love a Corey Kluber. You all know I would love Michael Conforto, but I am more and more convinced that that won't happen because it seems like every single team in baseball is interested in him, and that suggests a big competition, right? And I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Or just a decent outfielder, right? Bring in your Adam Duvall and call it a day. At least that's just me. Or just bring back Profar, one of my favorite players. Got to keep one of my favorite players on this team, right? 
Come on. You got to. You got to. But yes, everyone, a little bit of an um, unconventional, epi- unconventional episode today. What can I say? I live to be unconventional and odd. But that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast from. Follow me on Twitter at Javapeno. J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O at L-O underscore Padres. The Showstoppers. You can check in in the description of this podcast to get this nice little Tatis bobblehead that I have displayed here. He's awesome. He's very kind. He's very cool. Go check that out. And it basically about does it. I hope everyone has a very, very happy holiday weekend. New Year's, whatever. I'm gonna do. An, I'm gonna do another episode before New Year's. Gonna be talking about some favorite Padres moments of the year. Gonna be talking a little bit more about Manny Machado's contract that may or may not um, end after this upcoming season. Gonna be talking about that as well. But even still, want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you like, whatever you want to do or not. If your big thing this weekend is that all you can you're excited for is football, happy football Sunday to you. I hope everyone has a really great weekend as we close down um, 2022. And with that all being said, that about does it for today's editions, for today's podcast. Until next time, today's editions. God, I'm a mess today, guys. Um, until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care. Yeah. Come on.